Hi, I'm Sarah Becker of Becker Talks Money, and it is time for one of my favorite things I get to do all week, talk about money news. So we've heard this phrase time and time again since the beginning of COVID, labor shortage. Seriously, why doesn't anyone want to work anymore? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There are so many reasons people don't want, or should I say, aren't able to work available jobs anymore. And at the top of that list is housing costs. I've watched as cost of living in my hometown of New Orleans has skyrocketed since I moved there 11 years ago, and I have attended many a going away party due to these rising costs. The Hustle reported this week on a creative solution to these issues popping up across the country, providing housing for jobs, literally employers creating their own housing for their employees. I remember growing up thinking it was so cool that my pastor got a quote unquote free house next to the church, but this isn't quite like that. School districts in California, Texas, Arkansas, Arizona, and New Mexico are all in the process of establishing housing complexes just for its teachers, and some of them are already open and available. Some states are taking advantage of federal grants to fund these projects, and many even have their own school district-owned vacant land to build them on. To give more context, since 2017, the starting teacher salary in the 15 largest U.S. cities has gone up only 15%, while the average home price has gone up 40%, and renting a one-bedroom has gone up 22%. It is literally unaffordable. The Hustle also reported on other industries housing their workers. Colorado spent over $6 million on housing this year to help combat their snowplowing labor shortage. A Wisconsin dairy farm housed two-thirds of its employees, bringing their turnover rate to under 1% in an industry that sees a nearly 40% turnover rate on average. And in Florida, a new apartment building will house only sheriff's office employees. Uber Eats, DoorDash, and other delivery workers are taking tip baiters into their own hands, or should I say fingertips? Now, what's tip baiting? Tip baiting is a disgusting practice. When you apply a generous tip to your order, you know, on Instacart, DoorDash, Uber Eats, etc., and then lower the tip or make the tip zero dollars, zero it out after delivery has been made. Yes, you can do that. You can change the tip, okay? Now, gig workers are marking the addresses of these tip baiters on Google Maps as a warning to fellow delivery drivers. While many of us are over the over-tipping economy, these workers truly rely on their tips to make a living wage. Addresses can be marked both privately for the worker's future knowledge or publicly for everyone else to see. Although, after Entrepreneur Magazine contacted Google for comment, the magazine noticed many tip baiters' pinned addresses had been removed from the app. But guys, if you can't tip, go to the store yourself. Every day I get on Instagram and every day I see dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of Instagram stories, posts, and reels by influencers with tens to hundreds of thousands of followers featuring their children. I recently read Swipe Up for More by Steph McNeil, a journalist who specializes in influencer culture. The child exploitation issues are truly rampant in this industry, and while Steph addressed this with many of the women she interviewed, only one family really had a plan for how they were going to split the income coming in from all of this influencing that their children were featured in. They split it four ways, okay, for the two parents and the two children, and put the children's income in a trust for when they're adults. Now, the state of Illinois has passed a law that requires parents pay their children 
influencer parents pay their children a percentage of their earnings for every piece of content their child is featured in. And let me tell you, in the mom influencer space, that's probably every piece of content. Beginning in July 2024, Illinois parents will be required to put 50% of their earnings from each piece of content into a trust fund for their child. Now, this is based on the percentage of time the child is featured in the content. So, you know, let's say you're doing a video with your baby and the baby's in the whole video, 100% of the video, they should receive 50% of the funds. But this whole thing will only apply if the child appears on screen for more than 30% of the videos and posts over a year, period. They, They are truly targeting the influencer demographic. So out of curiosity, I did a very, you know, unscientific quick glance at the influencers with children that I follow, and every single one of them features their children, and I would guess 80 to 85% of their content. So I'm curious if this will dissuade Illinois influencers from sharing their children, or if they will gladly set up the trust. I'm also curious to see when, not if, laws like this pop up in other states and even possibly the federal level. Also, just as a quick note before I leave you until next week, yesterday, August 24th, was the biggest sick day for U.S. office workers. So if you took the day off, you were in good company. I'll be back next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.